Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 37, picking up in verse 25, starting on page 386. I have been young, and now am old. And yet saw I never the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging their bread. The righteous is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Flee from evil, and do the thing that is good, and dwell for evermore. For the Lord loveth the thing that is right. He forsaketh not his that be godly, but they are preserved forever. The unrighteous shall be punished. As for the seed of the ungodly, it shall be rooted out. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous is exercised in wisdom, and his tongue will be talking of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, and his goings shall not slide. The ungodly watcheth the righteous, and seeketh occasion to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Hope thou in the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall promote thee, that thou shalt possess the land. When the ungodly shall perish, thou shalt see it. I myself have seen the ungodly in great power, and flourishing like a green bay tree. I went by, and lo, he was gone. I sought him, but his place could nowhere be found. Keep innocency, and take heed unto the thing that is right, for that shall bring a man peace at the last. As for the transgressors, they shall perish together, and the end of the ungodly is, they shall be rooted out at the last. 
but the salvation of the righteous cometh of the Lord, who is also their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall stand by them and save them. He shall deliver them from the ungodly and shall save them because they put their trust in him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And Moses called all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, those who are here today, all of us who are alive. The Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire, and you did not go up the mountain. He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long, and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here begins the 14th verse of the 25th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to teach to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received gain, and likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not gathered scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee and do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. 
Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual godliness, that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve thee in good works to the glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. We enter our lessons tonight through the lens of Psalm 37, um, the second half of it, which is a, an, an extension of the first half and the meditation on the um, sort of the contrast between the, uh, the righteous and the ungodly and of the, their manner of life and their relative um, sort of outcome. Uh, we get to the, the tonight is sort of um, a continuation of what we were reading last night. And so it relies uh, quite a bit on that. The psalm continues the gospel lesson as kind of a direct continuation of last night's as well. So we'll be kind of seeing them together. Uh, but Psalm 37, especially in the second half, um, makes liberal use of the image of the tree. Um, and talks about the, the language of cultivating, of planting, and of rooting up of a great bay tree that, you know, that flourishes for a while and then is seen no more. Um, this, this image, of course, in the Psalms, the Psalms ha have a recurring sort of symbolic poetry to them. And uh, the image of the tree in the Psalms very often refers back to the, um, the Psalm number one, the first Psalm, which, um, you know, as we recall, uh, the first verses of Psalm one are, you know, blessed is the man who, you know, who, who, you know, walks not in the way of the wicked and who scorns the seed of the, who scorns the, the seed of the, the rebellious, um, but who delights in the law of the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by the water side, water side who yields his fruit in season. And this image is, of course, an image back to the Torah, the, to Genesis one and the tree of life that is planted in the middle of Eden. And so um, see that all together, that the righteous is like a tree of life um, that continues to grow in beauty and majesty and yields fruit in season and is not uprooted when the calamity comes versus the ungodly who is who grows, who grows quickly and seems to imitate and even supplant um, this kind of tree that the righteous is, but ends up being the kind of tree that although it kind of, you know, flourishes and kind of is impressive visibly, um, it is, it has no roots. It is not planted uh, in such a way to be nourished. Um, and so because it does not, the ungodly does not delight in the law of the Lord as its source of nourishment. He is like a tree without roots that cannot um, receive nutrients and nourishment. Um, and so in due time, they, 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 they topple or they're blown away or they're eroded. Um, and so they're, they, they, you know, have their moment and then they are gone forever. Unlike the righteous who draws continual nourishment um, and grows in a stable way. And this is the, this imagery is, is significant for us, you know, and I think we began with that verse 25 there. I have been young and now I'm old and yet never saw I the righteous forsaken or begging his bread. That's 
Um, that's significant that time does reveal these things, but all of us are in various stages of that. And even if we have a lot of experience, um, sometimes the meaning of that experience still eludes us and still um, the, the significance of it and seeing the pattern at play still proves difficult. So as we take that and apply that to Deuteronomy, we remember that Moses is giving a uh, sort of a lesson to the next generation, not the Exodus generation, but the generation of their children uh, who is going to inherit the promised land and is is sort of recapitulating the law and the and the you know sort of the the narrative of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers um, for this next generation to remind them of what has come to pass. And it's very much speaking in that voice of the psalmist of I have been young and now I'm old and this is what I have seen. I have seen your fathers wander through this wilderness and I've seen their um, their failure to be faithful to the law that was given to all of us on the mountain. And as a result, they have all died in the wilderness. They have not inherited the promised land. There is no cheating God. God will um, visit and, and sort of a, and call to account all the things that he, he, has, he has said he would. And so he's, he's telling to them, it will be no different for you. Receive again the law from my lips on, in the name of God so that as you go into the promised land, you can know that you, are, you have before you the way that leads to life and the way that leads to death. Um, choose life, choose blessing, choose to walk in the law of the Lord, because these things are tightly and inextricably woven together, and they cannot be stolen um, or excised from one another. We can't live a wicked life and somehow peel the blessing of God away from him and inherit that. Um, these things all belong together. And the further they go along their path, the more distinct they become. They, as C.S. Lewis kind of puts it, they have that we, we witness them in a great divorce at the end of time. They may look similar to each other at first, but in the in the end, they could not look more different from each other as death looks compared to life. Um, so goodness and wickedness kind of look next to each other. And so Moses is giving them this exhortation in the law again um, and is binding them to be faithful to it um, in the same way that he and his generation were bound to it, leaving the leaving Egypt. And so we see that on display in the parable of our Lord, who is continuing his teaching on the nature of the kingdom of God, as he, from last night, where he, he gave the parable of the 10 uh, virgins who kept watch for their Lord long into the night and provided extra oil for their lamps so that they could keep watch long after the sun went down and sort of were prepared and had the foresight to know that the waiting would be long and that they would have to, you know, they would have to wait long after their lamps would, would burn out with the oil provided and so brought and brought extra. And so this is the focus is on the kind of diligent looking ahead and providing for the, the long wait. And tonight's parable with the talents, we see that um, the waiting is also sort of is, is combined with the idea of profitably using the gifts that have been given to us, of not just kind of sitting around and waiting for the master to return in a kind of indolent or passive way, but rather our waiting as Christians is active. Our waiting is to be used to profitably, um, you know, grow the kingdom. God has entrusted to us some way in some in, in, in diverse ways, some portion of his kingdom, some portion of, of what is his so that we can, you know, we can we can we can grow it with him. We can cultivate it. And he's given us this awesome responsibility and he expects us to do it. Um, and so tonight's image adds to last night's that in addition to the waiting and the diligent kind of looking ahead for the return of the master, we must be also attentive to, to being in the moment too and using what's been given to us to, to full advantage. Because 
we will be called to, to give an account and faithfulness like will be rewarded as Moses said, and unfaithfulness will be punished. Um, and so all of these things hang together. And so for us, as we approach Advent, we have to realize that every moment that passes is one, one moment closer, either to the end, either to the end of all things, to the end of us in it. Um, but in, in any case, the Lord is coming. He's coming for all of us soon. Um, and all of us will have to, you know, have that, have that conversation with him and say, what did you do with the thing that I gave you? And so for us, it, it, it behooves us to, in our prayer tonight, to, to answer that question with him um, as, we, as we go along the way so that when we get to the end, um, we're prepared uh, to make that answer and we're prepared to offer to him the fruit uh, of, of the profit of what, what he has given us. Continuing with our intercession, let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O Lord, support us all the day long, until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes, and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then in thy mercy, grant us a safe lodging, a holy rest, and peace at the last. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. It's a pleasure to be with you. And thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you, nice Father you. Hayden. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Have a good evening, everyone.